Hello and welcome back to Other Words Fail Me. This is episode two. Uh, my name's Ella, if you don't know by now, and today I've got a really great conversation for you with Espe de la Fuente. Espe is a very talented stylist. She's worked in fashion and in print for about 10 years, absolutely killing it. And in 2022, the start of the year, she began her own print publication called Whole Talk, which is all about how to live simply in a very busy and chaotic world. A lot of our conversation touches on the small habitual changes that we can make in our own lives, whether that's dietary changes, lifestyle changes, uh, eating with the seasons, and how these small things all add up to having actually quite a big impact on the world around us. So sit back, relax, grab something nice to eat, and uh, enjoy our conversation. Hello, Espe. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> How are you doing? Thank you. Very well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for hosting me in your lovely home oh, as no. well. This is so professional. I am very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> One professional to another. <laughs> so tell us about Whole Talk. So Whole Talk is a magazine about... Basically, it's the... Um, the fusion of both of my passions, I would say, which is the visual uh, artistic side of um, magazines and styling and um, mixed with the this new passion of mine of health, nutrition and choosing to live healthily, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And where did this... So you're a stylist. I'm a fashion you stylist. You worked in fashion yeah. for, for years. Over 10 years, yeah. You're a I am still working in fashion yeah. mm. and what was it what was the catalyst for you to start whole talk what was was there an event or an occasion or a conversation that you had that sort of shifted your mindset from one very specific industry to another that are kind of are quite opposing in many ways yeah well I guess anything and everything is related to health one way or another yeah. no matter what because that's what we have and mm. without our health we can't really do anything else regardless of what business yeah. you are in yeah um but i would say the catalyst was that when i decided to graduate on nutrition and health coaching i felt i had so much information in my hands that i just wanted to share with people mm. it was it was just yeah it was Mostly like, oh my God, I have to do something with this. I can't keep all of this to myself somehow. Thought, why not do a magazine about health and nutrition? Yeah. Um, and I guess because naturally, because I come from that world, mm. um, been working in magazines for a very long time, so it's something that I'm very comfortable with. Yeah. I personally love print. I think a lot of artists and creative people love print. So I, no, of course it makes sense that you would go into it. Yeah, it's very niche. But I still... Um, love picking up a book and reading a book I wouldn't be able to read a book on my phone mm. Mm. and I love libraries and books because it's easy to go on your laptop to find inspiration for something so many times I just need to flick through pages yeah. so I guess I love print still yeah. and it's because it's something physical yeah, it's real it's a visceral and tangible which help which yeah. your health is and I think where people go wrong these days is they're so not in touch with their body because their head is in their laptop or on their phone or not somewhere not else on themselves. So to have a physical magazine that you can sit down and read and spend time yeah. on is a really beautiful thing. It's, it's like you're in touch with a different dimension, like a real dimension in a way. Um, but obviously, I've, I sell the magazine in PDF version for um, mm. you know, screen if you want to buy it through that. Like people can do it if it's 
you know, if you don't really. Mm. So there are two options, but I had the need of printing it because yeah. it's way more beautiful. I would it say. is beautiful and it's, it feels quite special yeah. and dedicated. What's your qualification that you that you did in? Yeah, it's nutrition and health coaching. And what was what made you want to do that? Well, it was in my mind for many years. I also, I think it's also because I suffered so many imbalances, mm. let's put it this way, um, throughout the years that I end up doing a lot of research myself for mm. things, you know, like digestive issues, skin issues. Um, so... The more I understood and I read about the subject, the more interested I got. And I think when I, when lockdown happened and I had my baby, Lucas, there was a time where we couldn't travel so much because of like the restrictions and stuff. So obviously mm. I was with the baby and I couldn't travel so much with work because all the, my jobs were in the UK. So mm. I thought, oh, this is a good time maybe to get, to do it professionally. Yeah. And yeah, and that's when I decided I mean it's very cliche isn't it oh yeah lockdown happened and then I decided to change my career <laughs> but it's it's not a cliche I think it's it's so it was, rare that you get that that yeah, time we'll never have that time because again because it was like having a pause mm. you know and mm. like all of a sudden you I had more time I mean more time in my hands I have to say that's like <laughs> I remember talking to <laughs> to this woman well all that was happening was like who and the same mind decide to take a new career in the first year of yeah. uh, I mean, having a new born. It's so brave. <laughs> it's I, I guess once you're in, you're already going through so much change. So why not have some more change? Yeah, and it was really exciting. And sometimes, I mean, it was hard because obviously there was so much time that I had to put into this, and then work started picking up too. Mm. And I had a small baby in my hands, so there were a lot of things uh, that require my attention. Mm. But it was just so exciting and sometimes that's what life is. I think you just, when you like something or you want to do something, you just do it because mm. it's, it just gives you pleasure, I guess. And yeah, and yeah so, mm. yeah. That's the ultimate goal, I think, even in the, amongst the hectic nature of life, when you find something that you can do, whether it's a hobby or a job and you get pleasure out of it, even when it gets so crazy, you just continue pursuing it because yeah because the satisfaction is like nothing else yeah yeah and I I I feel very lucky because I managed somehow to do that for my job for one of my jobs I have a few jobs but even in my more structured work I still manage to find those little moments of excitement and passion and I think so many people don't get the chance or they're sort of raised in a society as we all are where you're not allowed to even consider that as an option yeah you have to just get a job, work really hard, save your money, and that's it. Yeah. And always doing things for other people and never doing it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is that sometimes you have to pinch yourself, right, and be like, oh my God, is this my job? I can't believe I actually made this my job. So when you first started Whole Talk, did you know how you wanted to structure it? Were you just... Because there are no rules, right? And how did, yeah. how did you do with no constraints or did you have to create restraints for well, yourself? Well, the, the one thing that I had was a deadline because this magazine is related to seasons. Yeah. You can't really because you're working on a season of spring or autumn because mm. it's all related to the health of that season. So mm. you also have 
that deadline in a way yeah which is happening now yeah um they have to stick to their seasons mm. and their deadlines it's such a nice way to structure it and it seems such a it is a natural way to do it because i that's one of the problems with the world is that nothing is seasonal anymore everything is i can have whatever i want whenever i want it and everyone is consuming so much yeah so it's so yeah. this is yeah part of whole dog is just trying to be more mindful with the seasons and kind of like trying to stick to them in every sense mm. with food with ways of cooking because obviously the way of cooking it's not it's not the same you know having a salad in the summer than in the winter in the winter we need you know, home-cooked mm. meals that warm our bodies and that are good for our digestion. And in the summer, because it's more hot, then you will have, like, raw food. So it's trying to educate a little bit in that sense mm. on how we have to fluctuate, I guess. Yeah, it's such a lovely, mindful <clears throat> way of, of living. There's so much I still have to learn and so yeah. much that I need to um, study. Mm. So I usually choose subjects that I would like to know more of and think that people maybe would like to read yeah. about them too. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing that I remember the last time I saw you, you were talking about all this research you've been doing. And that's what I find really admirable and so interesting, the self-education that you're doing whilst you're, you know, pursuing this magazine and creating it. What, what have you found most fulfilling so far? Also, on the other hand, want to know more about that you don't know enough about i am fascinated about sugar mm. and i've done a lot of research about sugar and about alcohol too mm. which i found extremely interesting because i feel like we all know that sugar or alcohol are not very good for us but mm. yet we don't really mm, how do you say it's like it's like the elephant in the room. Yeah, everyone knows, but nobody... Well, not nobody, you don't, but people rarely do anything about it. Yeah, and you yeah. don't really, like, go... You, you don't, don't go deeper and find find out yeah, why. Yeah, like, what is actually mm. doing to me, or, like, why mm. my body reacts this way, mm. because, you know, um, our bodies are really intelligent. They're constantly trying to communicate with yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, work, I, had a, I had a really busy weekend this past weekend and I was helping my friend at a supper club and I drank w far more than I normally would on the weekend. Monday morning this week I woke up, I had a big rash on my neck, my eyes were swollen. Wow. And then this I went out last night for a glass of wine and this morning I woke up and I just, I, t I got my journal from my bed and I just wrote down, I don't feel good when I drink in the morning. Yeah. I need to do something about it. Because yeah. I, I sat there thinking, it's all well and good me waking up feeling hungover or feeling dehydration going, oh God. But then no one ever makes any changes. Yeah, um, it's it's quite hard the way... I, I've done a lot of research on alcohol also because on this new issue, the autumn-winter um, issue of whole talk, I'm talking about it. I had to also go back to my own experience with alcohol mm. and the experience with alcohol, like the people that surrounds me as well. Because mm. then you get... I, I think since I started this whole this whole thing with uh, health and wellness and nutrition you start paying attention to certain things that before you, you didn't would, even notice you didn't you mm. overlook mm. so I think alcohol has been one of those things that I always took for granted I didn't really think about it I just yeah. it was there yeah one way or another and I just and now I'm observing more it's almost like I'm observing behind you know like yeah 
So it's um, it's a very interesting subject and I think a very touchy one as well. Yeah. Because obviously we have an attachment with alcohol and mm. I did in a way. I, I, I was never an alcoholic or, you know, but I had an attachment with this yeah. substance because, yeah. yeah. Well, especially in this country, that's how everyone socializes. And I didn't yeah. realize until I, uh, when I first started working in LA, I'd go over and I'd say, oh, someone that I was working with, but I was friendly with, I said, oh, let's go for a drink. And everyone would say, it's three o'clock in the afternoon or why don't we just go for a coffee or a juice or let's go for a walk. And if I said to someone in London, let's go for a walk for a meeting, they would look at me like I was crazy. So that's the thing. It has good things. It's like social bonding and da da da. But we have to like look at the negative aspects of it will, Mm. you know, defeat the positive ones after all. So when I said I had an attachment to something, I I guess it's it's not an attachment as in I couldn't live without it, but it's so normalized in our lives. That it's a bad habit. Yeah, so you go out and you automatically order a drink because you're it's six p.m. and mm. especially in this country, you 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 want to have a tea at six p.m. and you can't because mm. all the cafes close at four. Yeah. In Spain, you can still go where I'm from, um, and it, you still if you want to go to a cafe at seven p.m. to have a tea or yeah. a you know hot chocolate, whatever you can. Mm. But here it's either, you know, you miss that moment. So then the next thing is the pub. You're not going to yeah. order a, a chamomile tea in a pub. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like when I'm at home and I'm cooking dinner at 6, 7 p.m., I have a cup of tea. I don't really drink at home. I drink if I go out. Yes, but then I, I'm, I'm the same. I destroy all of the... I don't know, restraint I've had at home by yeah, drinking by too much when I go out. Yeah. But my friends, if I'm not drinking, not so much now, but certainly in the last few years, everyone would sort of, there's a stigma around it. They would make fun of you for not drinking. For or, not drinking. Yeah. But or they'd that, say, come on, like, it's been an hour. Are you going to, like, oh, yeah. I've ordered you a glass of wine. And I'm thinking, I didn't want that. Yeah. I don't care anymore. If I don't want to drink, I don't. Mm. I don't feel the pressure anymore. But my relationship with alcohol now is way more intuitive, I think, that mm. it used to be before I'm... It's like I really pick my battles with alcohol. Like mm. I, I mean, I'm I'm never gonna quit drinking because it's nice and I enjoy having a glass of wine or mm. you know. But I don't do it automatically. Maybe like how yeah. I used to before. I really you know. Yeah. What I find really interesting with, especially with alcohol and and in relation to sort of emotional connections with people, so many folks struggle to have a really honest or in depth emotional vulnerable conversation sober yeah whether that's no alcohol no cigarettes any drugs we know whatever it is and I recently have been having really great conversations with people that I love and value and then I have a blackout because I have I'm drinking oh, yeah and I'm starting to get memory loss and I'm that's really made me consider or reconsider my relationship with alcohol because I don't want to miss out on all of those connections of course. and on top of that I want to be able to remember to have and for my friends to feel like we can have these open and welcoming conversations without, without. needing a drink yeah you know and that's, a, that's a bigger sort of social pressure I think and a, and people finding a difficulty about opening up but I think it all comes from staring at your screen shutting yourself off from the world yeah it's it's very it's very cultural I think mm. the um, this country is especially yes because I grew up in Spain so it's completely different. Mm. Um, I got, I mean, I've been here for 13 years now, so I got used to it, but to like the not, you know, the not showing any feelings mm. because showing any sort of feeling makes you 
vulnerable in mm. a way. This mm. is how it, you know, it mm. looks like it's here. But I know what you mean about so many people can only relate when they have alcohol and are yeah. able to and it's a sad, express it's a their feelings. Sad and it's thing. sad, yeah. yeah. It is. And I think everyone would be a lot happier generally and less dependent on these yeah. kind of substances, but, you know, sugar or alcohol, whatever it is, caffeine even. Yeah. If we had a better dialogue with ourselves. It's, it's this thing with, like, connecting with your body and your mind. It's funny because um, a few weeks ago when I saw my mum in Spain... And I realized how stigmatized going to therapy or having a psychologist was back in the days mm. and even now for certain generations, yeah. right? Even now. For us, for our generation, it's so normal mm. to have a therapist, a psychologist, a whatever you need, yeah. a coach to help you cope with your emotions or feelings yeah. or whatever you need. It is. I mean, it's not only your body, your brain needs some support sometimes. Oh my but, God, you know, my brain needs so much more support than my body does. Yeah, but, but it's so all like, interconnected. Yeah, and and especially living the you know our lives nowadays are so busy and it's you know we have a lot of pressure and it's all related to like how productive you've been and uh, mm. that can be quite overwhelming. So obviously our brains sometimes just need need some help. That's why I find sad when I think about the past. But I think culturally, so many people weren't even... Well, it wasn't even an option to do that. Yeah, I guess what I'm and saying... And now there are so many more options, but there is still a lot of stigma around It's it. like we've come a long way from... Mm. I guess I want to say this because now that we're... Because we're talking about alcohol and how we're more connected with our bodies, but we're also connected with our minds too. Mm. Not taking for granted whatever we're going through or the emotions. So actually questioning, hang on, wait a minute... Why am I feeling like this? Why I'm sad? Why is this making me feel uncomfortable? Or why mm. can't why I'm scared of this? And and because it's not just oh, this is how I felt. Suck it in and uh, yeah. and keep going. No, because yeah. it ha- there is something there's behind a reason. it. There's yeah. a reason. Maybe you can. It can even be the food you've eaten that is yeah. making you feel this way. Oh my way. goodness! Yeah. What's well, like? I, I'm always oh. really fascinated with. People say your gut is like the second brain of your body, and that's why eating fermented foods and just and gut-friendly foods has been a massive, massive for health. mental health. For my mental health has been huge, yeah, and trying to be more intuitive in that. And if I have been out partying, whatever I've been doing, I'm like, where's the nearest? packet of kimchi or what can i 100%. like shoving it <laughs> yeah but the, well this is a very good tip actually for, for when you are hangover because alcohol basically kills all bacteria in your gut mm. regardless it's good or it's bad it's like a steril- sterilizer yeah, yeah completely your 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 microbiome mm. goes so what you have to do the day after is just make sure you even taking an extra probiotic a supplement or like eat yeah. all the fermented foods all, all these things that are actually going to build up your microflora again to make you feel good but yeah it is but sometimes you don't you're like oh it's not connected why is it going to be connected what i eat with how i'm feeling mentally there is of course a genetic side of things but Mm -hmm. we can switch that on and off with our lifestyles Mm -hmm. so that's what i find frustrating we haven't got control over our genes or the makeup of our bodies but we have got control over our diets and what we put into our bodies and our lifestyles yeah and so why not make the most of that and yeah make yourself feel good yeah yeah exactly that's why that's why i find you know these ancient medicine systems like the ayurveda or the traditional chinese medicine interesting because they're way more intuitive and they're more into the whole thing of we're all different um so it doesn't mean that 
one if if even if you prove one thing scientifically it doesn't mean that it's going to be good for the rest of the population no. you have to look into your how yeah. it affects it's a you. personalized fit exactly and especially because yeah. our health systems around the world because of the sort of fairly patriarchal world that we've all lived in health treatments medication doses all of these things are generally made for men or for the male body public healthcare is amazing NHS has saved my life many a time I've had so many bumps with my doctor who hasn't ever who sort of sees me coming back with these chronic health issues that never get solved and then they, I literally called him one day and he picked up the phone and said hi Ella what can I do for you this time and I just thought, oh my god, it's so passive aggressive. So passive aggressive. And I did say to him, I wouldn't keep on calling you if we could just really work out what was going on with my body. Um, but I have, I've got an autoimmune issue which developed when I was about twenty-three, um, and he tried to put me on medication for it. I didn't want to take, and I was just trying to do some research, and I ended up talking to um, my sort of brother-in-law's auntie who had the same condition about it, and she said she took loads of fish oil, turmeric. And all of these sort of more holistic methods to keep that inflammation. And I did that. And after my fingers being swollen and like my skin was splitting, that fixed Went. it. Yeah. And I still, it's still like at the moment, my fingers are a little bit swollen and puffy because that's when the weather gets cold. Mm-hmm. That's when it flares up. But taking those and those supplements and doing my own research completely changed my life. Yeah. I couldn't eat, I couldn't play guitar. I couldn't make bread. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't bend my that's... fingers because they were so inflamed. That's insane. It's insane that sometimes it's like we all have our, I feel like it, your body, it's like your weakest part of the body is what gets affected when something is not going right. Yeah. There is an imbalance in your body and it's a way of like, so for me it's my digestive system Mm. or my skin is the first thing that flares out and I know, okay, something it's not right. It's your body communicating to you like, hey, mm. excuse me, something's going on here. <laughs> Can you help? <laughs> Can you help? Can you maybe adjust certain <laughs> things? <laughs> yeah. With all of your research and creating Whole Talk, do you feel like you're, you are much more intuitive? Obviously things change and our bodies change throughout the year, but do you feel like season to season you have a better understanding of how your body reacts and what you need to do to nourish yourself? Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's what knowledge gives you, I guess, is that you only master what you've lived, right? Mm-hmm. Or what you, your needs at the time. And it doesn't mean... And, and also... I love that. You only master what you've lived. That's really nice. <laughs> but also because something that may be good for you now, for your situation, doesn't mean that it's going to be good for you in 10 months. Mm. Or like... Do you see what I mean? Mm. We're constantly changing, like nature. Yeah. <laughs> I had to put that there. <laughs> um, so we we need to flow the same way. We shouldn't get stuck in our own. Oh, this is like this, you know, because that when that rigidity happens is when we actually get sick. You have to be yeah. open-minded and open to the change because. Yeah, as I was saying, it's cold now in London, so we need to warm up, protect our kidneys, and mm. you know. It's not the same that what you do in the summer. Mm. You're like out and about and you don't need to worry about certain things with like like the cold or the drafts or whatever. So I don't know how I'm going to, what my body is going to need when I'm 50. Yeah. You, you have see? to cross that bridge when you come to it. So it's <laughs> amazing. So what I mean is like it's really humbling because no matter how much you know or how much you do, you always have to keep learning. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
yeah. wanted to ask you about um, sort of stigma around around health and being positive about health. I was out with my sister with some friends. I overheard her saying to someone, oh yeah, Ella's quite clean living. And I got, I was really offended. And I was like, what do you mean? And, she, and I thought she meant it in like a derogatory sense. And I was like, what do you mean I'm clean living? And she's like, well, you know, you, you exercise and you like fermented foods and you do all these things. And I, in hindsight, I was, I think, why was I so offended by that? That's actually yeah. quite a nice thing to say. And yeah, yeah I am in more in touch with my body and I'm trying to work out how it functions and how I can best serve it. Have you experienced from other people or even within your own mind, any stigma or kind of assumptions and prejudice about? Well, there is, the, you hear it a lot, don't you? The, the, the cliche or whatever they say, like, oh, the yoga moms that to go and do this and they drink their lattes and da, da. And also I work in fashion. So that's even like to another freaking level mm. where like, you know, mm. non day under you go on a shoot and then you have like this long list of like, what's your dietary requirements? And everybody has something. So seeing it from the outside, I understand it can look a bit hilarious in a mm. way. Mm. But the reality is, yeah, I like doing yoga. I freaking love doing yoga. Me too. Me saying, Saved my life. I mean, I Changed can't even my tell life you. Emotionally. Yeah. Ooh. That's for, I don't care what they say if I do yoga or yeah. not. Yeah. I <laughs> drink matcha in the morning because it's so much better than coffee. Um, and I don't drink as much anymore. And maybe, So, yeah, I guess I don't care about the... Mm. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you they, shouldn't do. We, none of us should people. care. Because I am so grateful, actually, to have got to this point. If I didn't have this intuition or this, I wasn't in touch with my body the same way, I think it would be a mess. It would be a mess. And if I think about my life before, I was not that I'm the best person. Obviously, I drink too much and I eat too much salt because I love salt. And I'm not, I'm by no means perfect, but I think back to my life in general before I was more aware of my body and, and trying to do it justice. And I used to think it was a coincidence, but I was depressed, I was sad. I I really didn't like myself at all. I didn't give myself any time to just be. I was always uncomfortable and trying to be around other people. And since I made that shift, I kind of had to make that shift because my life was an absolute mess. I think, God, how did I survive for so long in that yeah. way? That's what I mean. And it's not only about us, right? It's about our effect on other people yeah. and our environment. Because feeling good with yourself means that you're going to be happy with whoever is around mm. you. Mm. And you're going to be able to do better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of like a domino effect. It is, it is. So I think it's, in a way, you're doing it for you. But also now, I've got a son that is two. So I want to be a happy mom for him. Mm. So I need to do yoga because that's very important for me. Because otherwise I'll be a grumpy mother that doesn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I need to stretch. So yeah. just to put it in a very yeah stupid example. But you it's see not what stupid I mean? At all, but it, it doesn't even. Again, it's like talking about the the external consequences of of looking after yourself. Eating seasonally will that look is after your doing, planet too? Yeah, exactly. So, it does, so it does it's that, that's what I mean. It's like a domino effect. When you click it, then you start caring about other things. You care about water. You care about the recycling. You care about like our soils mm. because our vegetables grow on that. So you need to make sure they're healthy. So mm. it's this whole thing about not caring about you, but about the rest of the people on the mm. planet. Because we, I mean, it's the only thing we have. Yeah, and we really. are part of a huge ecosystem. Yeah, and I think yeah, so, being more in touch and going within yourself does help you do the same 
externally. Yeah. That's what like I wanted to do with whole talk. Like this is baseline. It's not luxury. It's not the most expensive treatment on the market. Mm. It, this is key. This you just need this. Yeah, to it's like, a really core thing that yeah, everyone should be should able do. To do. I'm like there's so many good small things that are free that you can do every day mm. to have a healthier lifestyle and to mm. make you feel better. But yet will be people that will think that we've lost the plot. Oh, like yeah. your sister yeah, yeah, yeah. when they oh, yeah. saying that clean living. Sometimes my dad looks at me and it's like, she's lost the plot. Yeah. You know, because I've, yeah. I come with all these things. Yeah. The good habits do rub off eventually on other people. When yeah. they decide to put their judgment down and just observe and see the effects. Yeah. But I also understand because familiarity to us, it feels comfortable because it's what you know. What you so know. coming out of that can be a bit scary, really you know, scary. the unknown. The unknown yeah. So I think that's what, like in this case with my dad is, um, that he's just so used to, you know, whatever he's been doing through years, he thinks it's, it's mm. that's the truth. Mm. Or, that's, or I have years of experience, so yeah. this must and be. So that is what it, mm. you know, mm. yeah, that's the truth. So this is what... But the reality is not. So I, I always have a funny relationship with like tradition. And in so many in so many ways, that's a really beautiful thing. I think family traditions and cultural tradi- traditions, but they're so binary. Yeah. And in my experience, binary things are rarely the best version. And it's like you saying about being free and moving with the tide when it comes and moving with the seasons and, and not having these set expectations. What's been your biggest accomplishment with Whole Talk through doing Whole Talk? Well, I think the biggest accomplishment is actually putting it out. <laughs> I have to say. Literally. Editing, drafts, <laughs> printing. Yeah. It's like just the fact that it comes together and it's out. I'm like, wow, actually, I put that together. That's amazing. I don't know how that happened. Um, so that's, I mean, it's very new. My, I, I want to think that my biggest accomplishments are yet to come. That's really lovely. And what, so, are you, what are your plans for the future with Hotel? What's coming up? So, do you know what? Initially, I had so many plans. I had, you know, all these ideas in my head and uh, that actually started becoming a bit limiting and a bit mm, rigid mm. because it was actually creating anxiety because I had to accomplish all those things. So now I've decided to let it flow. <laughs> And taking one step at a time. Obviously, I, it'll be nice that more people read it yeah. and it reaches more people and that's the first step. And final question, because I have to talk about music a little bit. Um, when you were, when you first started Whole Talk, or even now when you're working, when you're planning and researching, do you listen to music? What do you listen to? If I go to work in a cafe and I have to write an article and the cafe is a bit busy, I, I usually put classical music on my on my headphones yeah. because it's the only thing that kind of like distract me from the noise outside. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not, I, I can listen to it without music. I tend to pay a lot of attention to music, to mm-hmm. the music I like. Mm-hmm. So I kind of divert my attention into the song mm-hmm. rather than having it in the background. Yeah, in the background. So with classical music, it's just like it's there. It's soothing, but it lets me work and write. Yeah. So, yeah. Lovely. I love that. <laughs> it's great. Well, Espe, thank you so much for talking oh, to thank me. Thank you so much for talking to me. It's been really great. It's been my pleasure. And do you want to plug yourself on social media? What are your handles? Yeah, so it's um, my whole talk handle is at whole talk, I think, underscore. 
yeah underscore and I also have my personal one which is at Espe de la Fuente if you want to follow me and see a lot of pictures of my baby Lucas <laughs> <laughs> well not baby anymore <laughs> loads of boring pictures and then you can go on whole-talk.com if you want to buy the magazine yeah please buy so, it it's amazing I've got my copy right in front of me and I can't <laughs> wait to read it when I go home <laughs> yeah I'm releasing the issue the next issue soon so that's yes, exciting this will be coming out in January so the new issue will be we'll out, be out. Yeah. brilliant I'll put the link in the yes. uh, show description yeah, yeah, and yeah. people can buy it thank, thank you so you. much thank you so much my pleasure <laughs>